Thank you. You were always interested in politics, history. I remember you talking about Hitler back in 33. I still read a lot. I got good stuff in there. You were around the old timers who dreamed of how the family should be organized, how they based them on the old Roman legions and called them regimes, the capos and the soldiers. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. Those were the great old days, you know. And we was like the Roman Empire. The Corleone family was like the Roman Empire. It was once. On a plot against the emperor failed. Plotters were always given a chance to let the families keep their fortunes. Yeah, but only the rich guys, Tom. The little guys, they got knocked off, and all their estates went to the emperors. Unless they went home and they killed themselves, then nothing happened. And their families, their families were taken care of, Tom. That was a good break. Nice deal. Yeah. They, uh, they went home. Sat in a hot bath, opened up their veins, and bled to death. And sometimes they had a little party before they did it. Once that you've decided on a killing, first you make a stone of your heart. And if you find that your hands are still willing, then you can turn a murder into art There really isn't any need for bloodshed You just do it with a little more finesse If you can slip a tablet into someone's coffee Then it avoids an awful lot of mess everybody this is ed hoffman and welcome to the main event i think you know i think you guys all know why i use that scene from uh the godfather 2 and why we opened up with that music by the police murder by numbers because we've been talking about it on tv all week ever since sunday morning when we found out that uh Jeffrey Epstein was dead, and we're going to talk about the details and all the innuendos and all the conspiracy theories, but first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are some fantastic opportunities out there, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk to me, but you're not don't really want to talk to me. You want to get some information, but you don't ready to, to exchange voices with me. Go to edhoffman.net, find the summit funding logo, click on that. That will take you to my lending page. You can tell me how much information you want. Give me how much information you want to give me. Tell me, uh, tell me uh, how, how you want me to contact you. You'll hear back from, uh, myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, or Aaron Fredericks. And we will help you find the missing piece to your real estate financing puzzle. 
Um, and you know, just uh, just while we're talking about the missing pieces, you know what? Just in case you haven't heard, just in case all you listen to is uh, is this radio station, and you don't hear see the financial stuff. Um, I guess they still report some financial stuff on here too, but the interest rates are down. They're way down. They're almost a whole percentage down from where they were a year ago. So uh, there's a multitude of reasons to call and check on refinancing. There's a multitude of reasons um, whether to take an advantage to shorten your your uh, your term on your loan, just lower your payment on your loan, uh, to wrap in some of those high interest uh, high interest credit cards, make your life better, make your life easier. And uh, and if you go well, I don't want to stretch it out to a whole other thirty years. There's other there's options to that as well. Um, so if you're, if you have a piece of property and, and you haven't checked to see if, if we can get rid of your mortgage insurance, if we can lower your interest rate, lower your payment, um, shorten your term. And, and also for those of you seniors, you hear me talking about reverse mortgages a lot as the interest rates go down, it changes your amortization. So the actuarial tables on, so reverse mortgages work on, on based on your age, your equity position and the, and the interest rate. So the interest rate, the slower it amortizes, the more money you get. So some of you may have, may have talked to someone about a reverse mortgage and found out you're a little bit short of equity. So equity has gone up pretty much in the last, I mean, the last five years you've, you've gained about 50% on your, uh, on your equity. And, uh, as Every year you get older, so you get though so that makes your uh, your number go up, and as interest rates go down, that makes your number go up some more. So if you're so if you've checked into it before, but you are a little bit short, call us back again. If you're uh, if you're uh, not sure if if refinancing makes sense, call us 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. Um, if you hear something on the radio show that you want repeated, you can go to edhoffman.net as well. Click on the podcast page and uh, you can hear this week's shows, whether several as well as several past shows. And in particular, maybe after today, you might want to re-listen to the, uh, the Clinton casualty, Clinton casualty one, cause that's going to bring a whole lot more clarity, clarity to some of my theories and uh, so if you listen to that one, the actual Clinton, the actual the casualty part starts about at eight or 10 minutes into it. And uh, and we I go through about 50 or 53 um, coincidences, 50 or 53 coincidences of people who who uh, who crossed paths with the with the Clintons and mysteriously committed suicide. I don't know. So uh, maybe maybe it's like that. Um, follow me on Twitter at at Hoffman.net where I tweet about current events all week long not as much as president trump or anybody else but you know when there's something that that uh raises my blood pressure uh or warms my heart i tweet about it um i try to do more on twitter than i do on facebook because facebook is uh, a little more exposed our facebook page for the show is facebook.com slash the main event at hoffman and uh so keep keep in touch so let's let's talk about Let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein. So as you know, the wealthy sex trafficker of minors, Jeffrey Epstein, is dead. Reportedly by by suicide in in his Manhattan jail cell. You know what? I I got on the plane. We were in Texas uh, last week. So Scott said I was on vacation. I really wasn't on vacation, although we... Don and I make a vacation out of every business trip, um, but we flew out 
Thursday for an event on uh, on Friday all day, uh, in and I record on Fridays. So Scott sat in for me last week. Um, so uh, it was a business all day long, and then uh, of course uh, came home Saturday morning. And so whenever we're flying, whenever we're going anywhere, when we're not doing business, we're on vacation. So I guess he was partially right. So uh, but before I can even get on the plane, I get a text from one of my uh, favorite borrowers that says, "Well, I guess Clinton's got another one." Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, I hadn't even heard the news that he was, uh, that he was dead yet. So, um, I go, Hmm, interesting. So all of, all of a sudden I got on my, uh, I got on my internet and started checking it out and sure enough. So I wasn't, I must not have been the only one who's thinking it, but I was, I was clearly, I was clearly, uh, in predicting some of these things, you know, that I've talked about this on the radio before in the last few weeks. So we've heard the conspiracy theories by now, but guess who is ahead of the curve on this one? Yes, it's yours truly. In a column from Mad World News written over the weekend, before any theories that Epstein was murdered to protect his powerful friend surface, I said this. This was this was the first part. I wrote an article in uh, Mad World News, and I'll put a copy of it on our uh on our Facebook, uh, main event Facebook page, so you can read the whole thing. But here's the part I wrote, I wrote, put, we have sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein mysteriously dead from suicide in jail. This is a man who has information that could take down untold amounts of high-profile people. Most importantly, Bill Clinton. Clinton is, so- is someone who coincidentally has a trail of over 50 people over the past 30 years in similar situations who also mysteriously died by accidents, murder, or suicide. Yeah, murders, murder by suicide and getting shot in the back. Uh, some Somehow, no one seems to be mysteriously questioning that Bill or Hillary might be behind anything sinister. So, you know what? I hear people talking about how Trump could have been behind it and all this stuff. You know what? Uh, and I see stuff on Facebook that I, I want to, I want to engage in, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to train myself not to. So, uh, to not engage in some of the idiocy of some of the things that people put on Facebook. And, uh, and it's just amazing that no matter what happens, they blame it on Trump. And you know what? They talk about how Trump was buddies with Jeffrey Epstein. The one picture that anybody shows with Trump and Epstein with the two, two young girls, the girl that's with, with Trump is Melania. So surprisingly, surprisingly, there's a there's a process in in uh, in relationships where before before you may before this girl becomes uh, Trump's wife and the first lady of the nation, they had to meet and they had to date and they had to fall in love and then they get married and then they then it happens later in life. So apparently, uh, you know, Trump was was uh, uh, dating Melania and. There he was, Trump and Melania and Epstein and some other girl. And the kid said, look, look, there's Trump with some young girls with Epstein. Uh-huh. Everybody look over at your wives and say, hey, remember when I met her? She was a young girl too. My wife was a young girl when I met her, and she's still a young girl 31 years later. So anyway, <clears throat> probably your wife too. So we link, we link the full column to the main event Facebook page. So sure, uh, read, read my column there. But when the news of Epstein, Epstein's death broke, the conspiracy theories from the left went the other direction, naturally, in the direction of the implied White House, implied that the White House had Epstein killed to protect Trump, who, unlike Bill Clinton, has never been to Epstein's island. I think, I think they said Epstein had given uh, Trump a ride back to New York from Florida one time, but had never, but that was the only time he'd ever been on his plane, as I remember the stories. And but Clinton had been on his plane 
reportedly 26 or 27 times and had been to his island, Orgy Island as they call it. And uh, so, and we just know we just know the nature of Bill Clinton. He's a he's a, a serial sex addict. And uh, I think if you watch some of uh, Dinesh D'Souza's movies, I think it was Hillary's America, which really isn't so much about Hillary. It's about the the uh, history of the Democratic Party. And uh, and she talks at some point in the movie. He talks about when the Clintons met in college and how she knew that he was a serial sex addict and, but she needed him to, to take her to place cause she doesn't have any, she doesn't have any charisma or finesse. And, uh, plus she has that awful, that awful laugh that just drives everybody crazy. So anyway, anyway, so, uh, Joe Scar- Joe Scarborough, PMS NBC's, you know, a uh, morning Joe, Used to be a Republican, and then he had his brain removed. A guy who he he tweeted out a guy who had information that would have destroyed rich and powerful men's lives ends up dead in jail. How predictably Russian! What a moron! Uh, Scarborough whined like a big baby about the backlash that he got over that tweet, and dramatically announced that he had deleted it. Oh wow! So anyway, more evidence that Epstein may have been murdered all reported by the mainstream media, including the New York Times and the Washington Post. Um, The day before his death, the court had unsealed 2,000 pages of legal documents that implicated not only Epstein, but some of his prominent friends, including former President Clinton, Prince Andrew of Great Britain, and some newer names like former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, who is a very close personal friend of the Clintons. So, you know, and he just looks like that kind of guy. You know, the kind of guy that goes to places called Orgy Island. I don't know if he's married or not. So, uh, But then uh, Epstein, apparently Epstein tried to commit suicide in late July, which was like a week earlier. Um, short, he, he tried to commit suicide, meaning they found him, looked like he got beat up in his cell, and he had some uh, bruises around his neck. So uh, I'm not really sure where that goes with suicide and how that implicates suicide, but apparently... That's what. That's how they found him. They weren't sure how it happened. It's a mystery. He had a he had a jail he had a cellmate. He had a cellmate in there with him. The night and the night of Epstein's death, he was reportedly alone in his cell after staff removed his cellmate, an ex-cop named Nicholas Tartaglioni, uh, doing time for murder. You know, typically inmates who are on suicide risk are aren't left alone, even if they are no longer on suicide watch. Hmm, this seems fishy, doesn't it? Um, let's talk about the guards. Two guards. Here, here's some implications that I get from this. From this, so let me let me let me read this little part, and then I'll tell you what what makes me think about. Two guards responsibly responsible for monitoring Epstein's every half hour were were reportedly asleep. Some are all of the three hours before his death, and allegedly falsified records to cover up that. Um, Manhattan Correctional Center. Uh, said was dramatically short-staffed. One of the guards was on his fifth straight day of overtime. Isn't it? Aren't you happy that our tax dollars go to pay guys overtime? And I'm glad that that, uh, law enforcement people get paid well. I mean, it makes me feel good when I'm doing a loan for a... uh, for a police officer, and I see they're making over a hundred grand because they're working around the clock, and these guys are risking their lives. And I just think guys that are gonna 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 risk their lives to keep us safe need to get paid better than than someone who manages a McDonald's. 
And uh, and I appreciate law enforcement, and I appreciate uh, the guys in our military that fight for us. But you know, it is. It does it. How does it make you feel? Pretend, pretend you run this this jail, and it's your business. Well, reportedly, this guy had uh, worked uh, five days of overtime in a row. So uh, while I'm paying him time and a half, he's sleeping. I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't like that. I don't like. Hey, if he's asleep, why isn't he at home asleeping while we're not playing? While we're not paying him, and of course, I don't really believe he wasn't asleep. I believe he was uh, conveniently just not where he's supposed to be because someone wanted something to happen that no one would witness. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And of course, the autopsy. Um, as the Washington Post reports, Epstein's autopsy revealed a broken hyoid bone, hyoid bone, which is uh, near the Adam's apple in men. And uh, who breaks their hyoid, hyoid bone? The Washington Post, citing two individuals familiar with the findings of Jeffrey Epstein's autopsy, reports Epstein broke multiple bones in his neck, including the hyoid bone near his Adam's apple. Multiple experts tell Fox News such breaks can occur in hangings, but are more common in victims of homicide by strangulation. Yeah, they can happen in hangings. It's like if you uh, put a noose around your neck and jump off a bridge and the yank breaks the bones in there, but you're in a cell. So uh, as I understood it, uh, you know, you tie your, tie your bed sheet to your, uh, to the, to something in the cell and you just kind of lean forward or something. I just don't think it's that easy to, that easy to do. Although I've never tried to hang myself and I won't. Um, but just seems unlikely, you know, you strangle yourself. You don't break bones in your, in your neck unless someone's got his uh, forearm on your neck and holding you to the floor with that till you die. I don't know. It just seems fishy to me. I'm a simple guy. I've never committed murder and I've never been murdered. So I really don't know for sure, but I watched a lot of movies and seen it happen. And you know, the answer to all life's questions is found in the movies. That's why I start every, every show with a movie clip. Oh, and, uh, Oh, I forgot to give Tom Jarrell of Marino Valley some uh, credit because he brought this one to my attention and said, Hey, here's a good clip. And uh, I'd seen uh, I'd seen Godfather all three of them about 20, 25 times, but um, you know the Godfather two is so long you forget some of those scenes in there. So and uh, finally his last words, according to New York Post, Epstein's last meeting with his lawyers just hours before his death was quite upbeat. He claimed he was in great spirits and told one of his lawyers, "See you Sunday." I heard him say I heard him say that hey he was quite upbeat about our defense. Our defense plan, he, and he was pretty upbeat about it. Whereas, you know, you'd think, hey, you know what? I'm screwed. They're coming after me. I've got no excuse. They're not letting me out on on uh, on bail, so I can get in my plane and go somewhere and never come back. Um, you know, I'm. I don't know how old how old Epstein is. He's sixty something. So you know, just about anything anything is going to be a life sentence, and uh, you know, you'd think he'd be depressed and all that stuff. But apparently, his lawyers came up with some kind of a some kind of a defense, and he was upbeat about it, and uh, said, "Hey, see you Sunday. All right, everything's good." And mysteriously, he committed suicide a few hours later. I don't know. I don't know. Just seems just seems awkward to me, based on uh, and to me, it has Clinton all over it. Again, go to edhoffman.net. Click on the, go to the Clinton casualties. Listen to that whole show. I, I number, I don't remember if it's 50 or 50. I think it's 53 people between 1977 and 2016 when I recorded that. And I think there's a few, few since then. Cause, uh, 
uh, Brooke, who helped me uh, uh, organize my show, I say, hey, here's another one to add to the list. Here's another one to add to the list. And it's just been it's just been mysterious. I'm uh, I'm thinking that he's not going to be the only one because if this uh, case goes forward, there's other people besides Epstein involved. There's little girls and there's uh, big girls and there's a whole bunch of people that were involved in that. And uh, I would just think if I was Bill Clinton and I just murdered people, had people murdered that were that were in in between me and living the life I want to lead, I would be I'd be nervous. But that's me. I could be wrong. I could be completely off base and on some weird, some weird, uh, some weird trip. But I don't think so. So anyway, let's go on uh, attacks on ice. You've seen uh, people, uh, people, the all the anti-border wall, all the anti-ice people that hey, we need to abolish ice. All the Democrats that we need to abolish ice because we don't need anybody that that uh, takes care of our immigration and customs enforcement. We don't need any of those people. We need to just get rid of the whole agency. Yep, apparently. So uh, the summer wave of attacks on immigration, customs enforcement, and other border patrol agencies continues. The latest attack came at 3 a.m. on Tuesday when armed perpetrators shot at ICE offices in San Antonio, in which the FBI has described as a targeted attack. I wonder how come no one's screaming for gun control about that one because someone had a gun in that car that they drove by and shot at these offices. Uh, there was there though no one was injured. FBI agent Christopher Combs said in a news conference that had the bullets gone two inches in another direction, we could be here today talking about the murder of a federal official. According to Combs, all the fi- all the fired shots were in the direction were directed at the floors of the office uh, complex. That a lot that were allotted to ICE, indicating that the perpetrators had done some uh, research beforehand. Minutes later, more shots were fired in another building near near nearby, where, according to FBI, the building is occupied by an ICE contractor. So, another company that does that does work for ICE. Uh, this was one day after protesters shouted shouted these threats at San Antonio office of the GEO Group which is a private company that ICE contracts. So remember that ICE contractor? So there it is. It's called the Geo Group. And, uh, and they, they, they contract with ICE for detention space. Um, they specifically leveled threats at the company's general counsel. That means their lawyer, John Bulfin, shouting, among other things, his home address and where he goes to church. We know what kind of dog food you buy your dogs. We're not actually joking. John Bullfed, you go to church and you live on road. We are not joking. Okay, well, what this uh, what this clip was uh, was missing uh, that you uh, for the radio that you saw on, if you saw this on TV was the subtitle. So you could tell what they said. They basically said, Hey, we know where you're, where you're, where you go to church. We know where your kids go to school. We know what kind of dog food you buy your dog. Um, and, uh, you know, we know where you live. They're talking about his, his address there. Oh, I guess that's called doxing. Now they're, they're making it well known for everything. And of course they didn't have enough money for two good megaphones. So you couldn't under, hardly understand the one guy or else he's trying to swallow it while he's uh, talking on it. It's, it's a, it's a tricky thing. Microphones are. So, uh, it's, it's hard to learn that stuff, especially when you're stupid enough to, to, uh, protest ice people. You know what? I don't understand what all this is about because we protect our borders 
Seems uh seems weird. Uh, the attack come days after arresting after ICE arrested nearly 700 workers in a massive sweep at seven Mississippi food processing plants, which uh, the media was more than happy to cover. These raids took place on the first day of school here in Morton, Mississippi and in the Jackson area, leaving several children without parents when they got home. Neighbors stepped in, took those kids in after what the U.S. attorney called the single largest ice raid in a state in the nation's history. Hey, for those of you that saw the videos, a little girl crying, please let my daddy out, all that stuff. Hey, the neighbors stepped in, took care of the kids, and you know what? That's how America is. When you, we see little kids, we do that. But you know what? These kids are pawns when they come over. Their parents, their parents committed a, a crime to come over illegally. And you know what? If I commit a crime and I have little kids at home, I go to jail and somebody else takes care of the kids till I get out. Hey, that's all the time I have for this uh, half of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes, weather, traffic, commercial, and sports. And I'll be back with more in five minutes. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and finance on the radio, but I feel like this time I need to keep reminding you guys, interest rates are really low. And uh, and even if you think they're going to go lower, um, I'm advising people to, uh, to, to seize the moment Improve your life if you can. And let me give you a little bit about uh, about paying off your debts uh, on a refinance. If we pay off if we pay off a first as well as a second mortgage or or a more, or a uh, credit line on a conventional loan, that's considered cash out. No matter what you did, unless you bought it with a first and second, unless it's purchase money, it's cash out. So there's a there's a there's a hit to pricing for cash out versus versus no cash out. Then consider that. Consider this: when you're buying a house, you're making an investment. You're putting in your money, and the bank's putting in their money. You're making an investment. You're advancing your life. When you're refinancing, and just to get a lower rate and term, you're just trying to seize the moment and improve your position. When you're taking cash out, the assumption is is we're solving a problem. So because of that, you have a problem. We're solving it, but we're gonna, but the pricing gets a is a little bit higher. So not dramatically, but a little bit. So. If you're thinking about doing doing a refinance, say, well, you know, I want to pull out money and I want to pay this stuff off and I want to do this, I want to do that. But I think maybe the rates will keep going lower. And I think maybe they still will as well. Do your loan, do it as inexpensively as you can. And then in six months, after you've had that loan for six months, if you do it again, now it's now it's considered a rate and term. You don't have that increase in price. So anyway, uh, it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect plan for everybody. I'm not a one size fits all lender. But uh, call me at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net, click on the Summit uh, Summit Funding logo, and uh, tell me how much information you want back. Give me as much information as you want, and we'll help you dial in what's right for you because, I'm not, as I said, I'm not a one-size-fits-all. I believe uh, there's a different plan for everybody based on, uh, you know, how old are you? What's your position compared to retirement to, in your career? How old are your kids? How long do you anticipate staying in your house? 
Um, you know, are you going to downsize when you get in, get to your older years? Are you going to, are you going to stay there? Are you going to move to another state? Are you going to, you know, where it's not taxed so high and not as many morons there? Um, are you going to, you know, what is, what is your battle plan? And then you, uh, evaluate whether it's worth it or not. And, uh, I have gained more lifetime, lifetime loyal clients by telling them this doesn't make sense for you. And they trust me for that because if, if it's not good for you, I won't push, I won't push you in that direction. So, uh, done a lot of business in 30 years and I've turned a lot of loans. Hey, you know, this doesn't make sense. And they come back a few years later when it does make sense or when they buy their next house. And, uh, you know, it's, it may be a rarity. I'm not the only one in the business that does this, but, um, too many, too many people have had bad experiences in mortgages and, uh, it doesn't need to be. It's uh, not that it's not that technical or difficult of a thing to understand. So anyway, if you want want more information, 855-640-2020. Also, the re, as I said in the in the first half, reverse mortgages. If you're over 62 or one of your you or your spouse are over 62, you got equity in your house, you want to do a reverse mortgage, which makes your your house payment optional every month. And when we just in a few call, we'll discuss when it's when it's smart, when it's not smart. Um, to make to make payments on a reverse mortgage, I personally probably don't. Um, um, and we'll we'll talk to you about talk to you about that. But as the interest rates go down, the amount of money you get on your reverse mortgage in, increases. So, um, if you've looked into it before, call again. Let's take a look. So, uh, let's go back in. And we were talking about uh all the all the stuff that's going on. I had that murder by numbers because we talked about in the first half. Um, how uh, how um, Jeffrey Epstein mysteriously committed suicide. He bound his hands and feet, and I just added that in. Apparently, some someone on TV bound her hands and feet and then hung herself. Uh, how did she do that? I don't know. That's a mystery. How do you tie your hands and your feet, take off all your clothes, and hang yourself off of a balcony? I don't know. It just seems maybe someone helped her. Maybe someone murdered her. So uh, that's my that's my theory on Jeffrey Epstein. He wasn't he didn't commit suicide. So anyway, uh, but that's my theory. I could be wrong. It's rare, but it it does happen occasionally. So anyway, let's talk about uh, something that I I particularly uh, loved when I saw it on here. Uh, Israel banned the squad. Well, not the whole squad. He banned Elon Omar, whose real name is not Omar. It's uh, Elmi. Elon Nur Syed Elmi is her real name. She became an Omar when she came over here with the Omar family. Say probably her and her her and her dad probably uh, her and her dad probably paid off um, the Omar family to say they were part of it when the, someone in the in the in the in the Elmi family um, was granted uh, residency here, and then that that chain migration thing. Okay, you can bring your extended family over and so they posed as omars and uh came over here i talked about this about two or three weeks ago um the details this lady is a fraud and probably probably shouldn't be in congress um i don't really know how people forgot 9-11 so soon anyway but that's my theory so uh so apparently um elon omar elmi nur syed elmi and uh rashida talib of a, so one of them's a congressperson in uh, Minnesota, one's in Michigan. Um, we're planning a trip to Israel. 
So President Trump on Thursday publicly pressured Israel to block representatives Rashida Tlaib of Michigan and Elon Omar of Minnesota uh, from entering the country amid reports uh, amid reports that the government was already considering that move. So, so Israel was already considering that. For those who are crying that this is some kind of injustice, here's the context of the story. Omar and Tlaib were not planning to meet with Israeli officials as sitting congresspeople would normally do on a foreign trip. Hey, we're going to Israel. It's a goodwill uh, gesture. We're going to go over there and we're going to meet with uh, Netanyahu. We're going to do this and do that and tell him uh, we love him and we support him and uh, come do business with our states. Uh, something along those lines. Okay, their trip. And, you know, of course, I'll guarantee you us taxpayers were paying for this trip. Their trip was planned by a Palestinian organization called MIFTA, M-I-F-T-A-H, which supports boycott, divest, and sanction BDS movement against Israel. So there's this guy in Palestine uh, that uh, that is organizing this BDS, which is boycott, divest, and sanction, which they don't believe that Israel has a right to exist as a country. They don't believe they belong in the Middle East, and they just as soon kill the whole everybody in the country. And uh, and they are uh, very against Jewish people, but specifically Israeli Jewish people. So uh, remember, BDS is boycott, divest, and sanction because you hear this on the on the on the news and all this stuff all the time. According to Prime Minister Benjamin, Benjamin Netanyahu, um, that people associated with the group have supported terror against Israel in the past. So if you've never been to Israel, which I haven't, I'm planning a trip. I'm going with my church on uh, next uh, June. June, I think it is. Um, they live in a world where there's where terrorism's all around. And I guess from people who have been there, um, they say that when you go there, you you realize how safe you are because they don't mess around. There's guns everywhere. I see. I saw a picture of a of a school teacher leading her elementary school kids on a on some kind of a field trip, and she's got an AK-47 on her back. Some little petite elementary school teacher, she's leading the kids, and she's got a she's got an AK-47 with a strap around her on on uh, on her back. Okay, that's how serious they are. Nobody messes it with Israel. And you'll notice that of all of all the airlines in this world. There's one airline that's never been hijacked, and that's uh, El Al Airlines, which is the Isra- Israeli airline. So uh, they're serious about this, and they don't let people in that want to do them harm. So Prime Minister of Israel tweets out, A week ago, Israel warmly welcomed some 70 Democrat and Republican members of Congress. Does anybody wonder where our money goes to? I mean... 70 members of Congress, Republican member. You know, is it really necessary for us to pay for those trips? I know what I'm paying for Don and I to go. It's not cheap. It's not that expensive, but it's not cheap. But these guys go on our dime. I think we have problems in this country they need to be attending to because while they're in Washington, D.C., all they're doing is trying to, to uh, trying to, well, the Democrats, all they're doing is trying to figure out a way to impeach Trump. The Republicans, I don't know what they're doing because I don't hear them making noise or 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 making enough noise or screaming or yelling at the idiocy that the Democrats are doing. So that makes me concerned. Because say, hey, you know what? The Democrats are idiotic and and liars and they'll say anything to get it on TV and they don't care if it's the truth or not. And they just want to make noise and make sure because they don't have anything to run on in the next election because Trump's making America great again. 
There's no, there, he can't say, hey, look at what's happening here. Look what's happening there. They have nothing to run on other than this guy's a scoundrel. And we don't have any evidence of it, but they're bound to determine to do that. And what are the Republicans doing? I don't know. I mean, I see a couple of them on TV. I see Jim Jordan and I see uh, Lindsey uh, Lindsey Graham. I see a few of them getting out there. But you know what? If we're ever gonna if we're ever gonna beat the liberal idiots, we have to start playing their game and fighting fire with fire. And we need to get we might have to get into the mud. I think Travis Allen pointed that out when he was running for governor. But I I uh, I uh, get off track here. So uh, a week ago, Israel re- welcomely. Re- warmly welcomed 70 Democrat and Republican members of Congress who expressed broad bipartisan support for Israel, which also demonstrated a month ago in a resounding bipartisan vote against BDS, remember, boycott, divest, and sanction in Congress. However, the itinerary of the two Congresswomen reveals that the sole purpose of their visit is to harm Israel and increase incitement against it. In addition, the organization that is funding their trip is MIFTA. Yeah, I bet they're... Not funding it. I bet you the organization that's that's funding it is the American taxpayer, which I happen to be one of, and it makes me mad. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, um, so uh, who's funding their trip? Mifta, which is an avid supporter of BDS. Remember, boycott, divest, and sanction. And among those members are those who have expressed support for terrorism against Israel. So, is this a racial thing? Do you think Trump really had that much influence on it? Do you really think this is this is a big deal um, that they made this decision? Because you know what, if I knew someone wanted didn't like me and uh, didn't think didn't think I deserved to have a microphone and didn't think I deserved to have anything I have, and they wanted to come over to my house and come in and visit visit uh, visit inside my house, I'd say eh, I don't think you're getting past the front door. And if my and if my uh, if my deadbolts don't stop you, my guns will. So that would be my that would be my my way. That's how I protect my wife and my family. Is hey, you know what? If someone's trying to do me harm, I don't let them. I don't let them come near me. Okay. Editor of Townhall.com, Katie Pavlich, has her suspicion about the timing of their trip, which they announced just one day after Omar's unsuccessful attempt to bring pro BDS resolution to congressional vote. So think about this. Elon Omar is trying to get a a uh, pro BDS boycott, divest, and sanction. She's she's bringing bringing bills into Congress to get them voted voted on to boycott, sanction, and divest and sanction against Israel. She's actively trying to get the American government to turn on Israel. Is that America? She introduced the resolution, the BDS resolution, in support of the BDS movement, which is geared towards eliminating Israel. It is founded by a man who does not believe the state of Israel has a right to exist. And then the day after, she provocatively announced that she was going to, on a trip to Israel with Rashida Tlaib, knowing that Israel has a long-standing policy of not allowing people who support BDS into the country. So they set this up so that if Israel let them in, they are violating their own policy and going against what the standard that they hold for everybody else, no, or they deny them, and now they're all making the argument they are not pro-democratic, they are not pro-free speech, when this isn't about free speech. You know what? For those of you that don't know, Israel, like most other countries in the world, have walls around their borders. They determine who comes in comes out. If you've ever gone to another country, uh, when you fly in or come in on a cruise ship or whatever, you go through customs. 
And unlike when you come back from a trip, I don't know, maybe it, maybe it's me because I'm American. And when I come back from a trip, um, I only got pulled aside by, by customs one time and asked to see what's in my suitcase. Probably because my hair was long and shaggy. I was wearing shorts and a tank top. And uh, I asked, hey, you know what? I, I had a, I, we were traveling with some, some people that, uh, and I'll tell you that one of them had a bunch of fireworks, illegal fireworks strapped around his, around his gut. And, but he had a tucked in shirt and slicked down his hair and was dressed in slacks. They didn't pull him aside, but they pulled me aside. I said, Hey, what'd you pull me aside for? He goes, you just look like a guy who's had a lot of fun. So, uh, okay. So, but every, every time I've been on a cruise ship to another country or taken a plane from another country, coming back into the United States is pretty easy. They look at you and say, does this guy look like someone who'd do something bad? Eh, probably not. He's with his wife, blah, blah, blah. She's good looking. All right. Everything's okay. But when you go into Canada or you go into Mexico or you go in anywhere else, the customs are pretty, pretty serious. You go into other, other countries. Um, and I've been, you know, I've been to Australia and New Zealand and, uh, and they look at you and they question you and, and they want to know, they want to know what your business is. Why are you coming here? And, uh, and, they're serious about that. They have walls and they have gates in them and they have serious stuff at the, at their airports and their, and their, and their, uh, ports where people come in and they make sure that no one comes in. That means any, any harm there, or they, they try to make sure that people don't. Okay. In America, we think having a wall is stupid. I think that that thinking is stupid, and quite frankly, as I said in my article at in Mad World News, um, I don't think where California is going. You know, Californians talked about um, what do they call it, uh, seceding from the country, just like Alaska has and Texas has, uh, and over the years, hey, we're going to secede from the union. We're going to be our own country. We don't want to be part of the United States anymore. I don't think California's going to secede from the union. I don't think that we're ever going to vote California. You know, there was a, uh, a, a bill up to, to vote, uh, California into two, two different States, new California, California and new California. And then there was one that had dividing it into three States. And, uh, for the most part, I think we just wanted to have, uh, more senators, more senators so we could, uh, get more Democrats in, uh, to split it up. So we wouldn't be 50 states would be 51 or 52 states and California would have even more. So, uh, more Congress people and more, and more, uh, Democrat, uh, senators. But you know what I think is going to happen? I think California is going to get booted out of the United States. I think at some point the federal government is going to say, you know what, California, you guys are idiots and we're not going to fund you anymore. You're going to get no federal support. You're going to get no federal protection. You guys just go be your own country. And those of us that are intelligent enough to know what's right and wrong and uh, what's what's smart and what's idiotic, we're going to move to the United States, which means, hey, we'll leave the, the almost perfect weather and we'll move to Arizona or Texas or Montana or Tennessee or Florida or Idaho or somewhere. Colorado, I don't even know. Colorado is pretty much Democrats, but um, but it does have some great ski mountains. So, But we're going to move there. And I, I predict California gets kicked out of the United States if we can't turn this state around, state around somehow. So anyway, um, where'd I leave off? Uh, so president Trump. So this, this is what I think this is leading to. And the, the fact that everyone's complaining about what an outrage this is that Israel, Israel said, no, 
they're just idiotic. And I and I and I hear at some point they change their mind, but Rashida Talib decided she's not going to go visit her grandparents after all, because her her grandparents are on the West Bank, which is uh. Palestinian and Israeli, as I understand it. I haven't been there yet, so I don't really have... I hear these stories, and I have to look in the history books and do all that stuff. Uh, next summer, I'll go there, and I'll have a clearer picture of the whole thing. So uh, forgive me if I if I am not explaining it right. President Trump reportedly spoke with someone in Israeli government, staying quiet about whether it was Netanyahu or another official when asked by reporters on Thursday. No, I don't encourage or discourage. I think that if Israel allowed them to come in for the normal reasons other than those reasons. I really believe that it would be a terrible thing for Israel. I think it would show a terrible sign. Uh, They want to do boycotts. They said horrible things about Jewish people. They said horrible things about Israel and Israelis. I think it would be a terrible thing, frankly, for Israel to let these two people who speak so badly about Israel come in and they have become amazingly the face of the democrats the democrats don't want to do anything to condemn them if they were if this were 10 years ago or if this were maybe a different time or different people or whatever they would be condemned for the things they've said they've said some of the worst things i've ever heard said about israel so how can israel say oh welcome i i don't think it would be a good thing for israel nope i have to agree 100 percent on all on all points he made, I can't believe the Democrats aren't aren't uh, are aren't pushing these two away, f- asking them to resign because they just they say things that are so offensive, and instead all they do is point out every time that that Trump says anything and try to turn it into racism. So anyway, um, as you as you guys probably know, I record on Friday morning. So uh, Leslie Marshall was on outnumbered right before I uh, right before I left the house this morning. And she said, this is not fair because, you know, she knows people. She apparently one of her parents is Jewish. So that makes her that makes her authority on what's right and wrong in Israel and Palestine. She knows people from Palestine that don't hate Jewish people. Well, you know, what? there's Jews in Palestine and there's Jews in and there's Jews in Israel and there's there's uh, Christians in Israel. And I don't know if there's Christians in Palestine because I've never been there yet. And uh, but you know what? These two are Muslims. Muslims want to kill the infidel. So you can't say, well, you know, there's no evidence except for everything they say and things that they've been recorded on and all that stuff. So, uh, you know what? I just, I just think, Hey, common sense, common sense is trumping everything the Democrats are saying. So let's, uh, let's talk. Uh, I got about uh, three minutes left. Um, the Iowa caucus isn't until February. That means their primary. So they, instead of having primaries where everybody goes in and, uh, votes on, uh, who they want to be in the general election, um, of course, and the Democrats get the vote for Democrats and Republicans get the vote for Republicans. In California, we're not that smart. We have everybody vote for everybody. So it's conceivable that the top two vote getters could both be Democrats, which is like what we've had in the Senate races last couple of uh, last couple of elections. But hopefully we can turn that turn that back around. I don't know how, but hopefully we can. The Iowa caucus isn't until February. So that's the first the first uh the first primary-like event. But the summer before the presidential primary is the time when the candidates go spend time in Iowa eating state fair food, kissing babies, and giving forgettable speeches. So, uh, and we got to see a bunch of those last weekend. And uh, so, uh, and probably the weekend before. Um, 
I went to the state fair in Orange County last weekend and ate, and ate fair food and went and saw uh, America and uh, Firefall and Poco, which was phenomenal. If you have a chance to see America's uh, 50 year anniversary concert, it's not just the music. It's, it's the stories about their music and the history. And it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. If you're uh if you're, if you live through all that music and the, the video stuff that they show behind them anyway, it was awesome. So I'll let me get back to the subject. So, uh, which Democrats are seeing results from the, uh, Iowa caucuses, uh, the Iowa state fair caucus, the poll, uh, site, According to the poll site, 538 reports the latest Iowa po- uh, caucus polls. And remember, Iowa grows corn. You know what? If you build it, they will come, cut down all your corn, build a baseball field in the middle, and the baseball players will come out of history, uh, out of the past. So um, so the way they vote is there's a there's like a mason jar next to every candidate, and they everybody puts a corn kernel in uh, which one they want, and they count up the corn kernels. So according to 538, um, they report Elizabeth Warren is uh, leading it at 28%. Bernie Sanders, the uh, Democratic Socialist, which I guess is all the Democrats now, uh, he was tied for second with 17% with Joe Biden, uh, the old guy who's no... I mean, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, they're both about the same age and they're both too old, And uh, but Joe Biden seems to be losing it faster. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, the uh, mayor of uh, South Bend, Indiana, uh, wants to be the first gay president. He's in third place, third, fourth place with 13%. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, former, uh, former California attorney general and, uh, who slept her way to the top. She's in uh fifth place with 8%. Cory Booker, 3%. Beto O'Rourke, uh, Francis, uh, 3%. Tulsi Gabbard, 2%. Amy Klobuchar, 2%. Billionaire Tom Steyer, 2%. And uh, surprisingly, there's a few of them with 0%, but the only one who dropped out was actually uh, Higginlooper, the former uh, Colorado governor. But what about de Blasio? He didn't even show up, so he got nothing. And if you saw him on Hannity last week, um, he did everything to prove to all his friends that he could out-argue Hannity. Anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of The Main Event. I'll continue the stories as they go, and I'll be back again with you next week. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, MLS ID number 921, California DRG ID number 1012658, Arizona and MLO license number 0926439, Branch and MLS ID number 184172, Summit Funding Incorporated and MLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, Equal Housing Opportunity.